Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Hi, Jamie. (laughs) Hi, Marissa. Today's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're doing something a little different today. Yeah, we are uh, doing a Meet the Podcasters episode. So, no books. There will be books. There will be books. There's always books. But there books. will not be our typical recommended spill the tea segments. Um, it's a little bit of a different format. We're just going to talk about ourselves for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but we are just going to talk about ourselves. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Just maybe not that long. Yeah. Maybe half an hour. Sure. We'll see. Okay. So, um, we put out a call on Instagram to have people ask us questions. Um, and then we put together a few questions of our own. So do you want to just jump right in? Yeah. We'll go with the, the first the first question that was well, proposed. Why don't we start? We've we've touched on this a little bit. But We're why don't we start on how we know each other? Okay. A little, go into a little more detail. Okay. Um yeah, so we actually went to the same high school. Um, we're both from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Right. We should probably start with that. Sure. Um, start with the origin. Yeah. I was born on July 20th. <laughs> <laughs> At 623 in the morning. Um, yeah, no, so we are, we are both from Baton Rouge. We grew up in Baton Rouge. Um, and we went to the same high school, which was our first introduction to each other although (laughs) although marissa was (laughs) kind of a b to me and no i'm just kidding i'm totally kidding no we didn't know each other yeah we really did we had no classes together i knew who you were did we have classes together at all none i don't think we had a single class together i don't think so either Um, i knew who you were i knew who your friends were i knew who you were and i knew who your friends were same but But never really i don't think we ever had a conversation know if we actually said words to each other literally we have we had about 350 starting is that right uh that many i thought we had a lot starting and then obviously it dwindled i would i would say maybe 250 or 300 okay maybe in our class yeah yeah sorry in our class so with that many people in a class even though it's not like crazy mass amounts of people like i know some schools have like 500 graduating class but um it's enough that if you have no classes together for four years I mean, you don't cross each other's paths to have a conversation. Right. Yeah. So we knew of each other, but we didn't uh, ever speak to each other. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, But yeah. (laughs) But really. But really, that's what happened. And then uh, years, years and years down the road. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Hmm. Um, We ended up working for the same company. You had already been there for... A few years, yeah. So uh, maybe, maybe two, maybe two years. I started in. Um, I started on my birthday. Oh, I didn't tell anyone it was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first day, and it was like weird, you know. <laughs> and um, Kathleen, one of our other <laughs> at the time right coworkers, when I came back to work the day after birthday, my birthday, she said, 
I, I was on Facebook and yesterday was your birthday. Why didn't you tell us? That is um, a little weird that you didn't say anything, but, but I it get was, it. I get it. I mean, it's you your know, first day and yeah. you're just going to walk in and be like, what's up, everybody? Today's my birthday. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That would yeah, have been strange. I get it. So, um, yeah, April 16th, 2012. <laughs> um, that was my first day at the company. And I started in May 23rd. No. Yes, May 23rd, because I ended my old job on Friday the 13th, oh. and then I took off a week, <laughs> yeah. and then I started May 23rd, uh, 2016, so you had already been there for four years yeah. when I started. <laughs> yeah. Four long years, um, and I'm still there, and Marissa has abandoned us. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Marissa has moved on to bigger <laughs> and, and brighter things. Um but yeah, and our offices were next to each other, and uh, we were just kind of like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, we went to the same school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right. So it was like we, we already immediately had stuff in common. Yeah, and when you know, um, even though there's a lot of people that I, same situation where I just never had classes with, um, there's still a certain level of comfortable, like, you know, we went through the same experience. Right. So it's it's an easy conversation starter, um, an instant connection. Correct. Yeah, and uh, we've we've just been best friends ever since. <laughs> the two best friends. In- <laughs> yes, I'm really glad that that is ha- like that we came together <laughs> at some point. Because how sad would that be if we had gone our whole lives never having spoken to each other since high school? I'm glad not that even in have- high school. <laughs> exactly, never. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, yeah. So one of the questions we got was, um, you both live in Louisiana. Why don't I hear that Southern twang? And i got to be honest, I don't know what she's talking about because I hear when we both talk, I hear Southern twang. I don't. (laughs) I don't hear twang at all. Why would she even say that? Um, so yeah, we don't have one. Um, no, um, I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of people in Baton Rouge don't, they don't. really have so one. So I've already, yeah, I already like delved into this for this question. Um, yeah, we are in the capital city. So we're in a more urban area than some of our rural cities. That's true. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, I've actually gotten this when I've traveled before. Me too. And people are like, you're from Louisiana? Like, why don't you have an accent? Well, and because I went to college in Orlando, and they were mm-hmm. all like, where's your accent? I don't understand. I'm like, I don't have one. Yeah, I think it's just a very general generalization of people who have never been to Louisiana that just assume, just like, I mean, for a lot of southern states have yeah. significant accents in certain areas of those states. Um, so, yeah, we do not, we're not, you know, from La Fouche Parish, so we... <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't speak the Cajun. Yeah, um, but there, I mean, whether you're going north or south from us. Or east or west. There are multiple different twangs, if you want to say it that way. I don't yeah. know if twang is a Louisiana. It's more of like that Cajun accent. Um, but yeah, if you're going to Church Point, yeah, Church Point, yeah, you know. And then um, <laughs> Lafouche Parish, if you're down in the bayou, they have a slightly different. And then um, North Louisiana as well. North Louisiana actually has a pretty strong. They do accent yeah so when we when i travel with my family we like to at like restaurants and stuff just ask the waiters like who do you think has the strongest southern <laughs> accent um 
and it's New, usually my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and New Orleans, you know, they have a completely different accent as oh, well. Yeah. But that's a melding pot of so many different um, nationalities and cultures that, yeah, I mean, if you're from New Orleans, you can tell. But I've noticed that a lot of people get some New Orleans and New York accents um, mixed up. I can see that. Um, and I've been asked before when traveling, like, if I was from New York. Really? But, I mean, New York is such a melding. Like, there's, I don't know how you would even say, are you from New York? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because there's so many different types of people right. there. Yeah. Um, but that's really my only, you know, my only thought is that. We're just in more of an urban area. Yeah. yeah I never thought of it that way, but that's true. But most people from Baton Rouge who were born and raised in Baton Rouge don't have strong accents accents. mine will come out on occasion though like depending on who i'm with or what i'm talking about yeah i'll kind of get a little southern in me my parents don't have accents because they're from baton rouge but my husband's parents um my mother-in-law is from new orleans um metairie and she doesn't have a very strong accent there's some words that she says that you can tell like oh that's a new orleans right they pronounce it um but nothing really that you would notice but uh, my father-in-law is from Gramercy Letcher area and he has a it's not like a strong strong accent but it's it's but a you definite accent yeah he doesn't have like a Baton Rouge accent yeah so interesting so um let's go into a little bit about us as readers when did you start reading so I've I've always been a reader um but I would say well, I'll say it like this. So my mom's sister, my mom has a couple sisters, but uh, my nanny, who is the sister right below her, was an educator. And an uh, educator, like young kindergarten through second or third grade, um, she ended up being like a principal at one point. She's retired now, but we were with her all the time growing mm-hmm. up. So we read books all the time okay so my earliest some of my earliest memories we would go to the library with her and we'd pick out our books or we'd sit and we'd go to the little whatever they were doing at the library on the weekends you know for children's corner or whatever it was um and we would get to pick out a certain number of books to bring home and then the next weekend we would bring them back after we were done with her and we would it was kind of like a thing so we were always surrounded by reading and reading books but it wasn't I loved the idea of it and like going and it was fun but it wasn't anything that I was necessarily totally inspired by until later on yeah if that makes sense yeah um I for me I I always like from a young age enjoyed books and um my dad is a big reader so he always had two three four books on his nightstand um, and whenever I was younger, I'd be like, how are you reading four books at a time? I don't understand which I do frequently now, Yeah, <laughs> but I couldn't understand it, um, at the you time. know, when I was younger, but I mean, I loved, you know, all of the, I, I loved, um, and I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with this, but I loved getting the scholastic book, oh, yeah. um, the little, I don't want to call them a magazine cause it was that, you know little flimsy paper that you'd get but I loved picking out books from the scholastic magazines I loved book fairs at school they (laughs) made me so happy um I loved reading like the babysitter's club and the boxcar children um just 
I mean, I still love a good series. You know that. And I loved them when I was a kid, too. Yeah. I mean, my the earliest books that I remember, we would my grandmother always had um, like nursery rhymes. Yes, me too. I loved reading and nursery we, rhymes with we my grandmother. Would read nursery rhymes all the time, and I specifically remember that um, because I actually remember a bunch of them. Yeah. And my niece, like when she was born, like that's how I would entertain her, and I could tell like Michael Sterling was like looking at me, but like I, that's what I remembered. That's what you grew up with. Yeah. I. I yeah, I grew up with that too. Yeah. I loved reading nursery rhymes. Little with my Miss grandmother. Muffet was my favorite. Oh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's just the things that you remember. Like when the questions came up, I was like, you know, that was probably one of my earliest. Like what we what we read. I want to go back because I wanted to mention that it was um, Hannah Morosky at H Morosky on Instagram. Sorry, at H Morosky twenty seven on Instagram who asked about the Southern Twang. Okay. And then uh, at Red Stick Reads, which is our local yes. independent bookstore, so that's fun, asked if we've been readers since we were little and what some of our favorite books were when we were young. So we've already answered both of those, obviously, but I wanted to attribute them. Um, so for me, I read a good bit in high school, but it was all like Nicholas Sparks and, you know, those types of books. And then when I got into college, I remember the first, I think it was my senior year of college, was the first year that I read 52 books in a year. And I was so proud of that. I was like, this is such an accomplishment, which it, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, so, and then I've read voraciously ever since. My reading increased pretty substantially whenever I discovered the Modern Mrs. Darcy blog. And um, now... I mean, I'll, my friend Carrie always says reading is not a competition, and that's true, but I but I will tell you, I read between 150 and 200 books a year. Yeah, um, I don't read quite as many as you do per year, but um, to go back and explain my reading um, from high, high school on, in high school, I really read a lot of... Um, I think at the time they were very popular young adult lit novels, um, but they were a little on the, I don't want to say depressing side. I mean, Nicola, well, I read Nicholas Sparks and that was very depressing. Was it? Okay. Oh, I don't yeah. think I read, I don't think I read a lot of his stuff. Like in every one of his stories, one of the main characters dies, dies. at the end. Okay. Yeah. See, and I'm, I have never really read, I don't know if I've read any of his books to be completely honest. Um, I've seen movies and stuff, right. but, um, so like some of my favorites from high school were the perks of being a wallflower, mm-hmm. which I loved, but has, you know, some pretty strong yeah content. Um, I read a lot of like coming of age type stuff, which I think is just very normal. Like I read speak by, um, Laurie house and Anderson, which was, I don't know that one. It's touches on like, um, uh, <sighs> rape in high school like oh wow so So some serious topics some serious topics um looking for alaska the 10th circle Mm -hmm. all the john green yeah so um i read a lot of sarah dessen um basically i got to the point though in high school after reading and i didn't read all the time like i wasn't like a super avid reader but it kind of like made me a little depressed so I took a break from it yeah um for a a little while like I I probably didn't start 
really reading again towards until middle end of college when I really started. Did you enjoy any of the books that we had to read in school? Um, I don't remember that many of them. The only one that I actually, I mean, if you said it, I might remember, but um, we read The Lovely Bones. Oh, I hated that book. And I didn't love it, <laughs> but I also was like, why are they making us read this? Yeah, that was depressing. It was very depressing. Um, I don't remember. Like I, I mean, I read them, but I don't remember. I loved Shakespeare. I loved like Wuthering Heights and Age of Innocence. Rebecca. And, oh, I love Rebecca. I Rebecca. Rebecca's so good. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, we read the Canterbury Tales. Yeah. Senior year, which I thought was just endlessly entertaining. I really enjoyed that. I don't remember. I loved. All, what I, I loved because senior year was British lit. Okay. okay. And so I obviously I I love the Brits, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So like about not that it just matters, but mm-hmm. like about how many books do you think you read? Per um, year? I actually went through my um my Audible and Libby apps to, for the last two years, I think is what I looked at. And it was between 70 to 100. Okay. So still a decent amount. Yeah. It, but you don't track your reading at all? Like you, no. don't, you don't use Goodreads or no, anything like that? Mm-mm. I mean, I'll look at Goodreads for like book, recommend, like just when I'm searching for books, if I'm not searching on Audible or Libby or like I find Libby not, they don't have the reviews the same way. Yeah. So... But no, I don't use it. I really don't. I don't like have an account with Goodreads, to be honest. Gotcha. So. I use Goodreads to track. And then I also have like a fancy spreadsheet that I created that um, <laughs> that it tracks a lot of different types of statistics. Like okay, um, authors of color, main characters of color, like, yeah. Uh, you know, queer characters and authors. So um, that you're getting a wide range. So that, yeah, I can. you're not reading the same thing. Exactly. I mean, sometimes I do just read the same thing, but I like to consciously mix it up. And I, you know, I'll track publishers and genres and all different kinds of stuff. So yeah, I, I like to be able to look at that. I don't always keep up with it throughout the year, my spreadsheet, but I'll go in and like add a bunch of books in chunks. Mm-hmm. And then I like to be able to see the statistics at the end of the year. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's fun. Yeah. So, uh, spreadsheet nerd that I am, <laughs> I find that <laughs> entertaining and fun. Um, so do you want to go into some of the questions that we got on Instagram? Sure. So our friend, Jamie B. Steele, <laughs> uh, who is actually a, co-worker um and friend of ours mutual friend um that we met through work yes um she asked several questions but she asked what book do you recommend to everyone and that one was hard um trying to think of something because i i've i've told jamie (laughs) (laughs) other jamie other jamie this um but you know a lot of books that I read or that I'm interested in that we talk about on this podcast are more female driven. Uh, Not that men wouldn't find some of them, um, you know, like great reads, but um, I read a lot of rom-coms. Yeah. Um, So when I was trying to think of what book that I felt, felt like could everyone would enjoy, um, what came to mind was The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I loved that book. Loved it. Um, but I really, I got into in college specifically, um, like a lot of World War II 
historical uh, historical fiction. fiction, which I loved. Um, another one that's really good in that same realm is Girl in the Blue Coat by Monica Hess. I haven't read that one. So good. But um, yeah, The Nightingale was, was my, my answer to the question. Well, my book that I recommend most often is also historical world war ii historical fiction and it's the kennedy debutante okay. by carrie Mayer. i have not read that i haven't pressed that into your hands yet uh-uh. nope i haven't made you read that yet obviously not okay well we will rectify that <laughs> um i just i give it to a lot of people because it's just such a good book it's um jfk's sister kathleen kennedy mm-hmm. um and and her story okay it's really really good oh well i Again, I don't. We don't talk about it as much because I'm not in that space right now for some reason. But I love historical. Fi- I mean, I, I read a lot of that as well. So yeah, I it's do historical too. fiction though. It is. It's historical fiction, but it's based on real people. So okay. it's um, yeah. Okay. It's really good. And then another one that I have been recommending a lot is Codename Helene by Ariel Lahan, who's the author that came to our retreat yes. and reunion. Okay. Um, and that's also historical fiction, World War II, based on a real person. Um, she's a spy. Okay. And it's yeah. just, it's so good. I mean, I know it's, uh, there's just, there's so many good World War II type novels that I feel, it's just such, it's like a. It can be overwhelming because there are can. a ton. There's a lot. There's a and lot. I feel like these days, like I have to be in the mood for that kind of book. Exactly. In order to read it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Same. I also really enjoyed this question from Jamie, which is what would be the title of a book about you? I know that one, that one, I, it's a tough question, but I'll, I'll say this when I was at my reunion in Nashville, we were playing like, um, book Mad Libs essentially. And Mm -hmm. it was, you had to go through and answer questions with titles of books that you had read in the last year or so. And one of the, one of the questions was, "What would be the title of your memoir?" Oh, okay. And for mine, there were some. This was a really inter- like it was a very fun, very entertaining game. But um, what I put for my answer was 10 rules for faking it." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna stick by that because I've always uh, subs- subscribed or ascribed, I don't know, to the motto, "Fake it till you make it." Yeah. Okay, that's good. So that's my that's mine. I'm gonna keep that answer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I tried to think about this and um I kept coming up short. Um it's kept, a it's I a hard question. Coming up short. There's a there's like a this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, which is why I I was a little all over the place, but there's like a um a solid six-sided figure that I'm sure is called like a, a hexahedron. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? It's it's basically like a cube. Okay. Um. So it's equal six-sided, equal, and it's um in like sacred geometry, which is not geometry. It's like you know mysticism type stuff. But um, they talk about this as basically like the symbol for earth and like being grounded. So you're uh, thinking the title of your I don't know something along the lines of like um. You know, like uh, six equal faces or six equal sides, and then I would, in my mind of what I thought I would do, is go through like six different times in my life and like changing over those periods of time. Yeah, I don't know. Or you could just call it the hexahedron. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't know. It's not a great idea. I couldn't think of anything. Jamie, oh, like you it. really stumped me, Jamie Steele. Um, but yeah, anyways. I like it. Hmm. I, I like your answer. <laughs> um, okay. I also really loved, again, what Carrie reads. Uh, question if you could only read one genre for a year what would it be i mean it would it would pretty much be like rom-com rom-com <laughs> female characters messy relationship type stuff i thought about that but i landed on mystery okay if i have to be more specific i would say cozy mystery because i can that's my like fallback like if i'm yeah. in a reading rut i'll mm-hmm. i'll turn to cozy mystery yeah and there's so many of them. There are. I just don't know that I'd want to read that for a year. Like, I, I could feel totally. With, I feel with rom-com, like, I could switch it up. Because it could be thrillery. Sure. Like, it could eh. be. Like, would you say. <laughs> so, I guess you can't say Pretty Things is rom-com. It's more. Uh, that, uh, not I know, even I'm, in the slightest. I know. I don't know. I would get tired of rom-com, too. But I think that I would probably do rom-com for a year. So, that I wouldn't have to get too heavy. Because if I picked. Like, I feel like if I picked. That's why I'm saying cozy mystery because it's mystery. not super dark. Okay, okay. That makes sense. But that's just me. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my answer. So another question we were asked was about our all-time favorite books um, just gen- in general. Yeah. It's so hard to make a favorites list. It is when you read <laughs> 200 <laughs> books a year. <laughs> no. True. But um, I already kind of had a little bit of a list put together. Yeah. So. I've already said, you know, Kennedy debutante is one of them, obviously, because I push that on everybody. Um, in a completely different genre, I'm going to throw out Ready Player One, which you and I have talked about before, and you haven't read yet, no. and you need to. Okay. That's like sci-fi, um, 80s, just general fun. Okay. Um, another, okay, Harry Potter, I mean... I just, I've never read Harry Potter. And that's fine. I've See, when I was in that age range of when it came out, I wasn't re- reading heavily. And so I just, it, it, my friends weren't in, you know, like it just wasn't a thing at the time for, for, for me. For you. But um, there are so many books that by the time, like in college, after everyone had read them already, like way before, I, I just it's didn't know that I wanted to start. And then the characters were so young starting. Right. And at that point, I didn't want to read Start There, you know? For me, it was just a really formative series. I read it. I I grew up with Harry Potter. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If I had started when it came out, and I've seen the movies, and I know that I would love the books. Yeah. I just don't know that I... You should do it someday. Because the audiobooks are really good. They're narrated by Jim Dale. They're really good. But I, I was the nerd who would sit and, like, on you know, the day that the book would come out, I would yeah. like go wait for the package to arrive and sit and read it all day. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, Harry Potter, um, is definitely, all, I, I probably read them all like once a year, once every two years. Oh really? Yeah, okay. So, so I would enjoy it at oh, my yeah. age, yeah, starting absolutely. at the very beginning. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, and then I'm going to throw out another series and I'll be done, but it's called the Clifton Chronicles series um written by jeffrey archer and it's it's british it's british literature yeah um and it's just really solid uh storytelling and uh i I love all of jeffrey archer's stuff but in particular the clifton chronicles is a series that has just stuck with me for you know years and um 
I recommend it a lot to people. I don't know that people take the recommendation because they're like, I've never heard of that before. But <laughs> it's it's really, it's it's seven books. So again, it's okay. a commitment. Right. But it's worth it. Okay. So, I may have to put the Harry Potter, I may have to delve into it. You can do it. We'll do it together. Okay. Yeah. When you do your yearly read, let's I'll read them you. at the same time. That that would be awesome. I would love or listen to I them. Would that would be that. great. Um, Okay, so a few of my favorite books that I made a a quick list, and again, it was difficult, but I would say The Perks of Being a Wallflower um, by Stephen Chabowski. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, sounds right. Um, It was just one of the first books that I read in high school that really got me excited about reading again, and I felt like touched on a lot of um, high school topics that I felt at the time. You know, I didn't obviously mirror that situation by any means, but... It was just really well written, and um, I yeah, felt it's a like solid I, read. I felt like I connected with the characters at that time of, in my life. So um, that has always been one of the one of my faves. Um, the selection series, oh, by Kira Cass. You recommended that to me, and I, I loved it. Loved it when I read it. I read it a long time ago. Yeah, but I loved it. Um, I couldn't get enough of it. I really kept really when I read that. I would start typing books like this election series to try to find stuff that was similar because I just really and that kind of goes into that whole um you know dystopian society type stuff and then I got really into that and I uh, really enjoyed reading books like that like um the match series by I haven't read that Ali Condi um and then Sparks Saga by R.S. McCoy are kind of in that same I'll have to check those out because I loved the selection series yeah they were really good um more recently, in the last couple of years, I would say that um, Josie Silver has only written two books, I believe, so far, but I loved both of them. One Day in December. And The Two Lives of Lydia Bird. Yeah. And I, I just, I loved her writing, and I couldn't wait for The Two Lives of Lydia Bird to come out, and I really enjoyed it as well. And it's the only two books she has, and I will also type in <laughs> books, books like, like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of put anything by Ellen Hildebrand. I just enjoy oh, for reading. Sure. Yep. Anything by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Agreed. Leanne Moriarty, Christina Lauren. Like I, I can just, if I'm in a rut and I don't know what I want to read next, if I search for them, they generally have enough. There are enough books and I know that I'm more than likely going to enjoy them. Um, so those are kind of always my fallbacks. And the good thing about a lot of those authors is they have long backlists. Yeah, so if you're exactly. like, I don't know what to read next, you can just type in Ellen Hildebrand and find like 20 um, books by her exactly. that you haven't read yet. So Right. Um, and then I will, on the last thing, say a few guilty pleasure books. <laughs> um, any Abby Glines book series? Have you read any of no, that? No. They're just, I don't know how to describe them. They're just guilty pleasures. They're just guilty pleasures. And she has one um, trilogy that's called the Existence Trilogy. And it's more fantasy. Okay, I was going to say what genre. But most of her stuff is not fantasy. That's that's like one of her only series that are, that is fantasy. Everything else is like they're in some beach town in Alabama or Florida or like everyone gets together everyone partners <laughs> off okay. you know they're they're just like really guilty pleasure yeah. books um and then anything by amy a bartol series she's also fantasy so i do enjoy fantasy books i just don't read that genre often as often and you know what i'm gonna throw in one more uh 
all-time favorite that I've talked about on this podcast before, which is the Wayfarer series by Becky Chambers. Um, Feel good sci-fi, which is a weird combination, but it really is. And I absolutely adore that series. I will read it again and again. And by the way, I wanted to buy the physical copies of the books Mm -hmm. for my, uh, my home library. And I, the American versions are just kind of ugly, to be honest with you. The covers? The yeah. covers, but the British covers are gorgeous. So I went you, on Book Depository and bought the British covers. So I recently, in you know, the last year or two, realized that they do different book covers. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. And why? Just because they they think they'll sell differently. Oh, okay. But the, the problem is, for me, the problem, mm-hmm. is I like the British covers a, a lot, lot more, more often. Generally. So hmm. I'm like, give me those. But you can order that? Like, yeah, you can. You yeah. can order them from Book Depository or, you That's know, different you websites. Said, yeah. But okay. yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, fun. Um, I think... <laughs> That's all the that's all the time we have for today, folks. No, uh, that's all the time we have for today, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, no, this was fun though. It was. I liked it. Y'all, y'all had some really good questions, and hopefully, we lived up to uh, to answer those. <laughs> hopefully so. <laughs> I mean, we just answered honestly. Yeah, that's all we can do. But yeah, this was a, a fun, different episode. Thank you for indulging us in uh, changing up the format on you a little bit. We didn't even make it to episode 10 before changing things up. So, uh, but it was fun. And um, Marissa, I'll chat with you soon. I'm not very good at giving an ending, but I will say adieu. Adieu. <laughs> Ciao. I'm the French speaker here. <laughs> Cheers. All right, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers!